Well, welcome back to another episode of the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root, and today I have a special guest. And unfortunately, Marie is MIA, either in the Witness Protection Program or she's got a really long work shift of 13 days straight, whichever one comes first. Uh, but today I got a special guest. I've got with me Liz Herman. Hello, Liz. Uh, hello, Eric. How are you? You doing okay? Uh, I'm. I am doing okay. Okay. Very excited to be your guest today. Nice. Well, you and I have known each other a long time. What? Yes. Twelve, fourteen minutes now. I think we've uh, known each other for a couple (laughs) minutes, maybe. I don't know. It may not be that long. Right. (laughs) Maybe a little shorter. (laughs) Right. Right. Maybe 10 minutes. Like two minutes ago on the street somewhere. Yeah. Like guesthost.com or something like that. I know. It's really really weird. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, actually, um, I'm interested about this uh, particular episode because we're going to be talking about a little Agatha Christie story death on the Nile. And before I had seen this current film that just came out and is still in the theaters, I did not read the original book, but I did watch the movie that came out quite some time ago. I mean, a long time ago Um, for those that aren't versed on it. It's uh, the synopsis is a Belgian sleuth, Hercule Perrault, uh, his Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer, turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short. And I got to tell you, I am really surprised when I first saw that IMDb gave it 6.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 64%. And Metacritic bagged on it a 52%. This is a Kenneth Branagh film. Or Brana. I'm sorry. Maybe I mispronounced that. What was your first impression? Because it's still in the theater, so I don't know that I want to give it away. And, you know, people may have read the books or may not have. But I, I'm i just curious. What was your first impression when you went and saw the film? I really enjoyed it. So I am a huge fan of Agatha, Agatha Christie. Um, when I was in London, I saw The Mousetrap, but before that, I did see Murder on the Orient Express, and that, yes. like, I was hooked. I do not read any of her books. I don't know any of her stories, so it's always just new to me. I don't have any expectations whenever I see it. Um, okay. I did talk to a few people to see what they thought of it. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were torn, to be honest with you, where some people liked Murder on the Orient Express more. I found this just as enjoyable. I don't really think I compared the two, which may be rare. Like maybe a lot of people are comparing the two. Okay. But I, I walked in, I wanted to be entertained. I wanted to be a mystery without a lot of gruesome point. Like, Like I don't like when there's a lot of gruesome scenes. I can't do it. So yeah, there definitely wasn't any of that in this film. No, and I really, really enjoyed that. And I feel like a lot of times with Agatha Christie, it's more about the story than necessarily the gore. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that a lot. So I walked in really being like, 
okay, what's going to, what is the story about? Cause I'm clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that you can walk into these movies and be completely clueless. You don't need to have a backstory really on any of these characters right? because they really do just bring you in. Right. And it's not like it's a sequel or anything like that. It's a standalone story into itself. The only real big difference though, is that you have, you know, Poirot being the main detective for, all of these, that's just kind of her signature when it came to the story, any of her stories that involve pro or oh, butcher the I name. I can never pronounce his name on a little. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, look at the cast that was involved. So far, the especially Murder on the Orient Express had a huge cast. But this one, you had Kenneth Branagh. You had Army Hammer, who was playing basically his best friend. You had uh, Gal Gadot playing another wonder woman role i'm sure of some kind but really i mean she was like the popular actress world renowned she's got the money um you had letitia wright um most people lately know her as uh you know surrey from uh black panther um you had annette benning you had russell brandt who i had to do a double take because at first i'm like yeah that is russell brandt he playing that he's playing the doctor wow i did not you Here's didn't catch thing. that like, you're, <laughs> you're naming all these people and i am so guilty of not knowing half the cast like i appreciate it for whom who they were sure. right but like i i would not have known what other films they were in they weren't as recognizable to me okay. but i'm also not a huge like movie i know every single actor known to man well, and you had uh, Rose Leslie, or Rosie, no, Rose Leslie, who played uh, Louise Bourget, who was uh, kind of like, I don't know, like a maid. And she, of course, is uh, Mrs. Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. No, oh, I never watched Jon Snow. Are you kidding me? I know. I know. Wow. It's not. I, look, I And for cannot. the Game of Thrones fans, Liz, you know nothing, Liz. That's I apologize a, in advance. I am not a <laughs> Lord of the Rings fan. I I watched Harry Potter, but I could not get into Game of Thrones. I'm I've heard it's amazing. I have tried. At least I have tried. <laughs> All right, fair I, enough. You know what I mean? I'm like, I tried, people. The pleasant <laughs> That's surprise. All I can say. But the the pleasant the pleasant surprise for me was a couple of um, renowned comedians from the UK. French and Saunders, Jennifer Saunders and Don French were also in the film kind of playing the friends of each other, the older ladies. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And Jennifer Saunders, for those that are familiar with her work, I first learned about her, not when it was French and Saunders, the comedian show, but when she was in Absolutely Fabulous. When I watched that whole series in the beginning um, Jennifer Saunders, that's how I learned about her character. Phenomenal, phenomenal actress and comedian. So they have the star power and mm-hmm. everyone there delivered on the lines. I got to tell you, I actually think that some of the sequences that were in this film were a little bit better. And maybe it's because Murder on the Orient Express, Express was set in a train, so it's more closed quarters. But you know, you see Kenneth Branagh's Poirot during a, a, a basically a, a debriefing interview of his best friend, 
and something happens and he's bolting through the ship. Like he's running like full pace. Yeah. The, the original movie. Yeah. You don't get that. You don't get the almost goth that person moment where this one, you're like, man, he's going to catch whoever that is. He's, he's <laughs> you want him it. to. Right. You're hoping for it. <laughs> this movie's about to end about 30 minutes shorter than it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I have to say, uh, for me, that was pretty cool. But also that moment uh, in the first 15 minutes when it's set during the war mm-hmm. and he is without mustache and after the explosion and the woman who he clearly loves and he reveals the damage to his face and she's just like you can grow a mustache i'm like <laughs> i kind of like that origin story yeah i really liked it too i didn't really understand at first where it was going uh, like how it was relevant to the movie, I should say. I'm just like, okay, they're in World War One, and he's young, right? What's what does this have to do with a uh, with um, a death on the Nile? Like, what this makes no sense to me. So I really did. To your point, I like the story. I like the explanation, and really, all it does is explain where his mustache came from. And then it did tie right. in later more into the story, also. Um, but it was such a one-off of what, you know, in your head, you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Right. And exactly. then you're like, oh, th- this is great because, you know, the woman who did want him to grow a mustache, there's more about her later on and why is he the way he is? And it, yeah. I thought it was a great detail to the movie. I agree. And I, I think that like going into it again, if from your perspective, not having that knowledge of how the story normally plays out and you see these events, the, the near miss when they're over at the statues right along the Nile. And then you get to the point where, Oh my gosh, someone's dead. Now he's got to figure out who did it. It's quite intriguing how that story is interwoven when you're looking at the characters and every single one of those characters had some kind of motive. Oh, yeah. Some yeah, yeah. way more obvious than Lynette, other. Yeah, it was just amazing how Lynette was like, I don't trust any of these people. Right. And then it really made you start to think, so I don't know if I should say this or not, but like with Murder on the Orient Express, it's not just one person. It's right? been out. Like, it's been out for a while. You can feel free. That okay. One's... So like everyone has a big stake in the death, right? It's not just one person. Right. It's not just two people. It's every single person had a reason. So I was like, is this going to be the same story? Like <laughs> everyone has a motive. Is is it everyone again? But then I remember thinking, you know, seeing Mousetrap, and it wasn't everyone. So I'm like, okay, that's not her. That's not always her end goal. It's not everyone out to get him. But when Lynette was like everyone could be out to get me because of money or because of this or because of this. So I really did like the way that um, you really didn't know who it could be because it was okay. Well, it could be this person because of this reason. It could be this because this person was always jealous of this. It could have been this because of this. Um, And like always, they always gear you kind of towards someone more like it's got to be Jackie of course it has to be Jackie 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 had the gun Jackie had this yeah um but then you know you start to wonder like is that too obvious wait you know but then the the cousin goes if I really wanted to kill her 
I would have just used this and pulled exactly, out an pulled even like a bigger 45 gun. or whatever. I'm like, um, wow. So to me, I will be very honest and very transparent. This one was a little more obvious to me. Um, agreed. Agreed. Except you, the twist when they started, when another body ends up showing up. You're like, yeah, Wait a minute. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I kind of was like, I feel like it's this person, but that may be a little too obvious. So maybe it's not. Or again, the whole movie, I kept thinking, maybe it's everyone. Maybe they're all right. in on it. Okay, why would this person, how would this person, who's here? Okay, this goes missing because in one scene, um, the painter was like, where is my red? And I was like, okay, that's, that's a key. Significant of something, yes. Right, but then I was like, okay, well, let me eliminate this then. Um, so to me, I felt like it was a little more obvious, but I still enjoyed it because I still kept wondering... Could it be this person? Could this person be partnering with this person? Could this be this? So you really did have to pay attention to the whole movie. And I think that's why I enjoyed it. So it does make me sad that the ratings were lower. um, Because to me, I still had to pay attention the whole time. I didn't once zone out because I was bored. Right, exactly. Um, Well, that being said, I've got a clip of uh, Who's Who, which is um, from... 20th Century Studios. And so hang tight while we get the audio rolling on that. So that was kind of a who's who of everybody at the actual party <laughs> before they actually make it to the ship. But, you know, I have to say the film starts off pretty crazy. You have these two that are clearly passionately in love with each other that are dancing. Gal Gadot's character shows up who's like either a cousin or a good friend of, of the girl. And she goes dancing with the girl's, you know, boyfriend and (laughs) basically just about has sex with him on the floor while they're (laughs) dancing. And then flash forward. Oh, by the way, she stole the man and now he's getting married. Yeah. Six weeks later. Yeah. And then the, the, the girl who is left in the cold shows up to that whole area of the Nile um yeah restraining order i'm i'm thinking i mean why are you not pulling a restraining order and she just so happens to end up on the same ship as you right exactly right i'd have like snuck off in a rowboat and been like i've got money we're just gonna fly the heck out of here but you know that would be logical 
But the piece is, Eric, in one scene, Lynette is like, I want to go home. I'm done. I want to go home. And Simon's yeah. like, no, let's let's figure something out. Like, let's stay. We have this great trip. But Lynette flat out was like, I'm done. Like, I want to go home. Right. She knew. She knew that there was something that was going to play out at some point. And... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, all the signs are there for every single person in that film as to who could have killed multiple people. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'll say the reveal at the end was quite interesting. It was uh, quite interesting. Sorry, kids, I'm not going to spoil it. I, I just can't do it. it. Again, it's still in the theater. I, I'm going to say I would recommend going to see it. I would. I would, too. Like, I... I am not one who loves gory, bloody, but I love a good intriguing movie that makes me think the whole time and makes right. me continue to watch it. So it's not crazy action packed, but it, it just gets your wheels turning. And to your point, like there is amazing acting in there and you don't know who's going to die next because there are multiple deaths and you're just like, Oh, who could it be? Um, so I, I would strongly recommend it. I even told a few people I would go see it again with them. And I'm not usually someone who sees movies twice in theaters. And the music too. I mean, since it was considered a period piece, you know, you had the musician along with like her manager who is along for the whole entire journey because of they're involved in like several phases like they played at the original party then they played at the wedding and now they're playing on the honeymoon boat and um but the music was good it was fantastic i really did appreciate it um i kind of wish i kind of wish we had gotten more of some of the egyptian side of it other than just the beginning where he's he's sitting there with his little food and he's looking at the pyramid and his best friend is standing on the pyramid flying a kite and he's just like you're ruining my view and i'm like (laughs) okay so we saw a pyramid and we saw a couple statues but we really didn't see anything else going on in there which i was i was kind of hoping for but i mean would it have digressed from the the storyline maybe maybe i don't know but it was good. Um, I I don't know if I would rate this one higher than Murder on the Orient Express because I also enjoyed that that film. But I think that they rated it pretty hard. So on a scale of uh, 1 to 10 45 revolvers, what would you give this film? Thanks! <laughs> <laughs> um so not talking about revolvers but like really talking about you know what do you think is one like the worst movie ever and 10 being the best movie because i need to know what your real rating scale is for me to give it a number okay um yeah but you would have to kind of pick and choose um I almost feel like that question's genre specific. Mm. So like this this movie watching it reminds me especially when you're watching how the detective is figuring out who it is that's done this. 
reminds me of like playing the game Clue, but not to be confused with the movie Clue because the movie Clue was 100% meant to be a comedy where this is not. This is all straightforward seriousness, but it has that kind of feel as if you were playing the game Clue like, okay, maybe it was Colonel Mustard with the candlestick. and yeah. you know. So I think that's why I like it, because it does make you think. Mm-hmm. And then when you see him lay it all out there, um, you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that detail at first. So I think I, so, think I would probably rate it is an eight, honestly. And I know some people okay. would think that's really high. I would rate it an eight just because I truly did enjoy it. I walked in not knowing what I was getting myself into. I enjoyed the acting a lot. I liked the storyline. I feel like, you know, they probably could have gone into more detail about some things. Sure. Um, but I liked it. The reason I wouldn't rate it higher and the reason that I would agree that I liked Murder on the Orient Express more was because this one was a little more obvious to me. It wasn't as obscure. Like, I didn't see all the details coming. But... Right. There were little details I had paid attention to. I was like, oh, this has to be a female because of this. Where other people I talked to didn't pick up on that detail. But I was like, it has to be a female. Like, just the process of elimination. So I would actually really like to see it again, just because now that I know what happens, I want to see right. it again to see if there's anything else I missed. Um, because I know how it's going to end. But now but, you're going to look at the doctor and go, wow, that really is Russell Brand. That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> Yeah, deep look deep into their souls. Yeah. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. I really encourage everyone to go see it. I would say for a drama, um, yeah, I would I would probably be floating near an eight, maybe even as low as a seven and a half, but I, I figure Metacritic in the fifty something percent, I'm like, you're telling me that that was a complete waste of time, which again, if you're going into this film and not knowing the history of the story itself. It's a good story. I mean, yeah. I've made no, uh, or I, I should say I've never hidden the fact that I'm not a fan of reboots. I'm just not, I, I'm tired of Hollywood rebooting and rehashing the same old things. And I understand why it's done. It's because they know that there's certain things that are winning formulas. And if it made money before, it's probably going to make money again, even though it'll get a lot of critics and the critics are going to still drive the business. So negative press is good press, um, unless your movie's called Healy. But um, it's uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. Anyway, or, you know, maybe it's as stellar as Mariah Carey's Glitter. I had to work that reference in this year, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have not seen, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can probably get a um, free digital download if you buy a bottle of water for those films now um but you know i would say where it maybe sits at a seven and a half that i would probably have murder on the orient express up there at eight we didn't even really talk about the murder on the orient express but that also again had phenomenal cast um so their budget i want to say was 70 million for this film I haven't seen what their current numbers are, but I have a sneaking suspicion that even though the pandemic is uh, pretty much coming to an end for the theater, hopefully, I'm willing to bet it's probably already made its money back 
if I can get to IMDb as I stall. Here we go. Now, is it only in theaters or are you able to look at it from some sort of streaming service also? Um, my understanding is it's only in theaters, but that didn't stop me from watching it an alternative way. Yeah. Well, I figured I knew you watched it at home, but I didn't know if others would have. I can't confirm or deny that I watched it at home, but I did see it an alternative way. Okay. So, um, gross worldwide, 101 million. So it looks like it's made its money back. And that's really kind of the key nowadays for most theaters that if it's made its money back, um, or then some, that's usually a green light to say, okay, maybe we're going to do another one with Ken in. Because he did direct both of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what story they would do next. Again, I'm not a huge Agatha yeah. Christie, you know, know it all, but I'm definitely a fan of her. So I right. would love to see them come out with more because I really like this character a lot. Yeah. I like no, the way exactly. his mind thinks. I like knowing the backstory. You know, that's the same thing with. Um, Murder on the Orient Express, they talked about his history also. Oh, very cool. So they talk about a little bit about him. So you get to know him, but not all about him. We just have to, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I have to go back to revisit it. If that's the case, then we may eventually get his whole storyline. If they do enough films, you just have to piece it all together. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but I mean, okay. So I saw Murder on the Orient Express at least four years ago. So yeah, there would be another right. one. It would probably be another like four years from now. And... Yeah, but overall, um, good film. Uh, what now? Did you finish watching Murderville? I mean, we're not really going to chat Murderville. Okay, so you did. I did. I watched all six of them. Okay. <laughs> so I know uh, Bree and I plan on talking about Murderville at some point here in the next episode or two. Um, yeah, I almost want to, I almost want to try and see if I can get her and you to talk it. Cause there's only there, you guys are like the only people I know that have seen it. Oh, it's and- so funny. I actually told people at work, I've asked people like, have you seen this? And they're like, no. And I was trying to push it hard just cause it's 30 minutes you know, it's not even an hour long. It's 30 minutes. You're watching for clues. Some are way more obvious. The actors are hilarious in it. Some are <laughs> obviously funnier than others, like you and I have discussed. Um, but it, again, it's not really that gory. It's just funny. Like, it's so enjoyable, especially for 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to see if maybe Bree might be up for a conversation uh, on Murderville and see if you're available too as well, because I have a sneaking suspicion that we may get some opposing viewpoints on some of the episodes. I'm not going to spoil it, but I've already gotten some texts. So I'm concerned maybe it wasn't as well received, but Hey, like he didn't like it as much. Well, no, like, I'm not confirming and denying, but I'm saying that I think there might be some interesting perspectives on it, and I'm all about it. I think it would be great. Um, (laughs) Liz, do you have anything you wanted to add about uh, Death on the Nile, though, before I wrap this up? I mean, I would just say to anyone listening, check it out. Like, don't 
don't read reviews. Don't be deterred because of whatever Rotten Tomatoes says. Make up your own mind because you may be pleasantly surprised. That's right. Well, I thank you for joining me on this one. And, um, you know, as usual, for those that have listening, uh, Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. And I was one of your hosts, Eric Root, along with the lovely Liz Herman. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It was fun. And uh, as we leave, uh, hopefully everybody else can enjoy the rest of this uh, song, because it's kind of fitting. My song to know what you did in the dark. My songs know what you did